you'll see. All right. Uh, well, are we? Yeah. Uh, welcome into the Draft Champion on the Nations podcast. This is Rick Poundstone. And uh, before we get into tonight's show, we just want to let you know that, uh, well, they're not really even a partner. It's just kind of a, a product we're talking about. It's hymns. Do you have any kind of an issue with premature ejaculate or uh, excuse me, uh, ejaculation? Well, if so, boy, have I got a product for you. Uh, hymns, if you go on their website, uh, you can do a little consultation. I just chose an issue that I've, well, and not really dealt with that much, premature ejaculation. And it says, what performance results can we help you with? You do a little test and then they tell you whether or not you can get the product. So it says, what can we help you with? It says, last longer, reduce sensitivity, reduce performance anxiety, or all of the above. I've always had a bit of an issue with uh, the performance anxiety end of things. So I'm going to go ahead and select that. And you'll see right on the HIMS website, it'll say, hey, let's help you find the right thing for you. You go ahead and select the state. Of course, I'm from the great state of West Virginia. So I go ahead and put that in. You click next. Here we go. And it says, not available in your area. Okay. Um, Hymns. Uh, if you have an issue with uh, prematurity, go ahead and check them out. Now, on to a segment that I am uh, not interested in, but we've got to do it again. Take it away, uh, Tommy Two-Tone, or what is your name? Tommy Trifecta. How you doing? How's it going, Pete? Pete as well. We're here to talk about some good stuff today, some NFL. Hell yeah, man. We got some fantasy. Go ahead. Fuck yeah, we got a fantasy mock draft. Fantasy mock draft, and we're going to go through the whole damn thing today. T-squared, he's got his team queued up. I got mine as well. It is football season here. Everybody's talking about baseball. They got the all-star break coming up. Who gives a flying? That's right. Who gives a flying? Fuck about baseball. We're ready for football. Okay, who's got the first pick here? We're just waiting, we're just waiting for the – who's in our draft right now? Who's got well, the first we, pick? Well, you know what? I see some funny. I see some funny T names in here. Let me try these ones on for size. We got uh, Gronknam style. <laughs> we got Apple of my Ayux. <laughs> like that Brandon Ayuk guy. Uh, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Little play on Ezekiel Elliott. We got Crowdered House. We got Fresh Prince of Hilaire. <laughs> uh, keep your wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And then we got uh, Have a Mari Christmas. So <laughs> good, good stuff there. Fucking fantastic. Okay. Hey, if anyone uh, is uh, listening here, just uh, go ahead and smash that like button. It gives it helps us out quite a bit. Yes, absolutely. We go to, you know, you, you know, go ahead and whip it out and go ahead and press that like button hard and lick. Hey, not hearing the music, buddy. Rick, I need you to cue up the music. I don't. Do I have to play? Play the goddamn music. There we go. All right. What's your first pick there, T squared? All right, here it's coming around to me. I got 15 seconds left on my clock, and I'm going to go. You know what? I've done 97 drafts already, and it is the lovely month of July. I'm going to go with somebody I have zero shares of because, uh, because you know, I've, uh, I, need to, I need some exposure to him. I'm going to take uh, Dalvin Cook. He's got bad injury history. Uh, he's got a lot of off-the-field issues, uh, and I uh, like a lot of other running backs more, but I need to even up my little uh, portfolio here of ownership. So I'm going to go ahead and smash that draft button on a player I don't like at all because I'm doing 745 drafts this season. Dalvin Cook. 
Delvin Cook, yeah, a little off the field issues. Maybe smoking a ganja. There we go. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, a couple of picks go back to me. Now, we're doing that uh, Fantasy Pros, doing the automatic picks here. So it's down to me now. My team here at the back of the first oh, round. Boy, how many people are in auto draft here? <laughs> well, they're they're robots, T-squared. That's why. But anyway, it is my pick. I've got the 11th pick here in this draft. I'm going to go ahead and take, let's see here. Wow. Anticipation. Yeah, let me find it. I, uh. Who's that You're going to run out of time. You're going to run out of time. Who's a Denver wide receiver? Isn't there a Denver, a Bronco? Uh, never mind. I'll take Javante Williams. I'm going to take Javante Ooh. Williams from the Denver Bronx. Nice pick. Nice I guess pick. nobody. Nice pick there. All right. All right, then. Well, this is snake draft, so now it's my right, turn again. Back to, back to me now. I think I'm going to okay. go ahead and take um, Alexander Madison in the second round here. Here's a, little, here's a little nugget I haven't heard any podcast mention. What if, now I'll tell you, what if Dalvin Cook gets hurt? Oh, shit. Ma- Madison's value is going to skyrocket. You got to take him in the second round. No one ever talks about the injuries. What if he gets hurt? Hell yeah. B, Hell B, B, what's he gonna, what are you going to do if he gets hurt? Got to smash if- Madison in the second. You got to whip it out. You got to smash him right in the face, man. Absolutely. Whack him. All right, all right, all right. Okay, well, that means it's on to me now. And let's see here. Where do I go in the second round? I'm going to go ahead and take none other than Vikings fullback because I got to play the block game here. You know, I got to make sure that you're taking care of uh, taking care of your other opponents. I'm going to take CJ Ham here in the second round. We got to block old T-square from getting his pick. So, what's that? So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and do that to make I'm gonna make sure that he is blocked. blocked. That was gonna be my fucking pick. Okay. That's exactly regroup. right. That's what you're gonna do. Hey, for I all gotta regroup now. I gotta regroup. Okay. A okay. little bit of game so, theory. Yes, go ahead. Okay, okay. It's coming around to me in the third. Okay, okay, okay. I'm panicking. Okay, I gotta that's, complete that's the fucking stack down. here. It's gotta be Kirk Cousins stack attack. Woohoo, big Kirk. There we go. All right, don't call me. Ah, you know what? You know what? I gotta take Cousins over Tommy. Terrific. He's still on the board. He'll score more points. Yeah, Lamar the Legend's gonna score more points. Way better. Yeah, Killer Kyler's on the board. He will destroy Kirk. No, no Winsky. Yes, even Aaron <laughs> Aaron Antivax will also outscore him. But you cannot fuck with my stack attack. I'm gonna stack the Vikings until I fucking. Keel over and die in this draft. <laughs> Wait, but we don't want you to die today anyway, but uh, I'm sure Sharon would be upset. You're right. But uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to the next round here. I got a third round pick. And hey, I started out with this Broncos thing. I got to continue with the Broncos stack. Or do I? Do I continue to block my opponent? Well, let's go ahead and see here. I started out with uh, that running back guy, Javante Williams. I'm going to go ahead because, hey, something I just realized, a little analysis you used earlier. What if he gets hurt? What am I going to do? No, I'm not going to take Michael or uh, Melvin Gordon. I'm going to go ahead and take Damari Crockett. That's right. Damari Crockett, he's a four-string running back of the Broncos because everybody always says, what if he gets hurt? What if he gets hurt? What if the starting guy gets hurt? Well, hey, guess what, boys? Hey, dumb fucks. What if the first, second, third string all get hurt? Come on down, Damari Crockett. Ooh, yeah. Over to you, T-squared. 
All righty, here we go. You think I'm going to go Thielen? No, you're fucking wrong. I am going to take Kenny Nguagwananu. And yeah, what if Cook Madison get hurt? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, you think you can fuck with me? I'll fuck with you. Nguagwananu right now in the fucking fifth. Wonderful. Okay, so I'm here. Oh, all right. I'm down to my next pick. And I tell you what we're going to do. I'm going to. All right, we're going to complete the Broncos stack here. And we are going to go with none other. The man, the myth. The legend, the big fucker. That's right. It's Andrew Beck, fullback, number 83. I didn't know fullbacks wore number 83. Come on down, Andrew Beck, to the to the pound town. Well, that's kind of my... Uh... Shut the fuck up, Rick. Okay, come on down to the pound town, Andrew Beck. It's all right, Bowery. What, what round are we in now? What round are we in? I don't know, but that's my team, and I'm sticking to it, man. I'm done. Okay, I'm... What, round six? Sure. All right, I am gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go with Russell Wilson. Son of a motherfucker! What did he do? Screw up your strategy. Yes, he screwed up my goddamn strategy. Okay, well, back to me here. I just got blocked. I got caught. I got croc blocked. I guess if you want to go ahead and take the name of my uh, my other player earlier, but okay, my round six. I'm gonna go ahead and take none other than the demon as they call him, I hear on the uh, court, excuse me, the uh, football field. We're going to go with Adam Thielen, the wide receiver Fuck. for the... <laughs> Didn't expect that one coming. A little bit of game theory. You're going to block your opponent. I caught him. Man, him. He's going to block me. You don't have Russell Wilson. That thing's ruined for you, though. Hey, I got Adam Thielen. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to go. We got a little Vikings, got a little Broncos. We got it all stacked up. We're going to all right, last round here. CJ fucking ham, the fullback. fullback He's already on the board. Oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> Dumbass. Damn. Damn it. All right, I'm going to take. Wait for the horn. Sean Marion, the backup quarterback for the fucking Vikings. Double stack, stack back up. Jesus, he just did it, boys. He did it. He handcuffed. Well, we still ought to say that. I don't know. Cancel culture. <laughs> he handcuffed the cousin. Something I've always wanted to do. And he gets the backup quarterback. So there we go. And for my last pick, hey, boys, <laughs> you know where I'm going. None other than the man, the myth, the legend, Greg Joseph. That's right, Vikings plays kicker extraordinaire number one, numero uno, Greg Joseph. Consider yourself. Damn, a great draft there, Petey. All right. When I, when is, that, I, is that it? Rick, I need you to go ahead and play that music a little bit faster, buddy. Can you speed it up? Put it on double speed. Okay, I don't want What do I have to? Okay, it's on double. Yeah, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. Give me the air horn. Give me the air horn. Where's that fucking air horn? I don't. Boys, I can't. Can we wrap this up? Air horn. All right. Uh, that's it. Uh, All right. We got, we guys good here? We're done? Yeah. Go, go ahead, Zach. I don't. Jesus. Okay, welcome to the Draft Champions Podcast. We got a um, great, great podcast here. Um, ready, we got a great agenda. And um, where's the guilds? 
What's up, fellas? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. What's, what's going on, buddy? I got Thanks. you loud and clear. Hey, Sweet. how's it going? Good. <clears throat> Thanks, for, Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming back. Uh, it's been it's been a while. Uh, we got the, we got a half a season underway, but it's good to have you back. Uh, um, and we also have um, already we have our our boy Bobby Big Bucks here. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good, good, Hi. good. Good to see you, man. Good. Always wanted to meet you, gentlemen. Thanks. Sorry. Rick. Yeah, you, have, you, have you guys met Rick? He's IT for our podcast, or we just had to do a little um like. Uh, you know, opening act, it's just because um, we're all on salary here at the podcast now. So we just got to do an ad read and all this opening act shit. So um, whatever, we got to please, we got to please the the board. So um, let's get to it. Um, before we get underway, we wanted to talk, we had, we had Guilds as our guest tonight. And uh, we wanted to talk about sort of a, uh, sort of a, a mid-season assessment of our draft champions leagues. But um, before we do that, um, actually, uh, we wanted to talk a bit with Bobby Big Bucks here, Bob Kramutola avid nfbc player but um before we do any of that we got to get to bjorn um another member of the podcast he's got his segment it's called bjorn to be wild um i believe it's called it's play on words so um take it away bjorn yes uh, thank you bjorn to be wild music please rick yeah i ain't got it going he's singing it <laughs> Cut that music, please. Uh, also, Rick, at the end, uh, just as we discussed with Clay, uh, besides the ad read, you'll be singing the outro music from now on as part of your punishment. So thank you for that. Oh, boy. Today's Bjorn to be Wild. I want to talk a little bit about the bad boys of fantasy baseball. One of them is Zach Waxman. And the other one, of course, is Mr. Gill. Yo, can you, can you just put that down? Rick, Rick. Yeah. Rick, can exactly. you just lower that? It's kind of... Stop, yeah. stop that, please. You know, so, so I want to okay. get in into this uh you know fab debate and you know i think guilds is is often viewed as is the bad boy of fantasy baseball i've That's actually true. been i've been mining the tweets and i have a tweet here from vlad and vlad says wasn't it guilds who said this high stakes football's biggest villain wants to be a multi-sports villain all right what do you say to that guilds wait what what do you say <laughs> vlad said that yeah, he said football's biggest villain wants to be a multi-sports villain. Uh, see, I'm not – Vlad, come on. The peacemaker, Vlad. The, the trouble starter slash peacemaker, Vlad said yeah. that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not a villain. Those who know me, I'm not a villain. I might come off that way to some, but I'm not like that. Well, you know and what Bob, they say about – go ahead. Bob, nice to meet you, Bob, as nice well. Nice to meet you too, Gil. We've never met face-to-face, -face, I don't think so. No, no. I've been in many leagues with you, though, but yeah, first time talking. Yeah, nice meeting you. I mean, I'm in many leagues with you, Bob. I've been in, in maybe one or two with you, Guilds, but I've been in a lot with Bobby. Well, it's hard not to draft a league without Bob in there. So. I hate drafting yeah. with Bobby, man. Yeah, right. Zach, you're in more leagues than I'm in. Am I? How many leagues are you in? 92. Okay, so I beat you by a little bit. It's, you're splitting hairs here. Okay. So, we, we Gilles, have you on. Uh, Gilds, okay, Gilds, I can't. 
I can't let you slide on that that villain thing. I think one of the longest discussions I, I saw was you and um, uh, Dr. Dave going back and forth talking about being on a pod together. And that was a long, long oh, debate. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> that invitation is still open. Dr. Dave or Dave, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't want to come on. So I'm more than willing to hop on any pod. You so know. you're not afraid of a debate at all. Are you the master beta or is he the master beta? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. But I'd be more than happy. Get Dave on it. You know, I, I stopped. Him uh, should I message him again? To, like to say we're all here. Actually, maybe maybe we should talk the three of us or the two of the two oh, of us. You, you invited he's he's coming on this one or no? He's not he said no. no. He, he said talked no. like a little chicken. Oh jeez. Underneath, he said, uh, I don't know, maybe you're blocked or whatever. He said, oh, geez, because I said, Bill Gilds is coming on. And then I'm like, Dave, you're welcome to come on. And he goes, he said, no. Yeah, I don't know right. why. I mean, All right, you guys can talk about this fab stuff for real in a second here. But first, I have to ask Zach. Zach, one second, one second there, Rick. Zach, Zach, you said, I don't play MLB the show. I'm an adult. And that is just horrifically <laughs> offensive to me. Bjorn, I, I love, I love, Bjorn loves MLB The Show. So you are against MLB The Show. And I'm from Sweden. So is that where the term chauvinist comes from? Are you a chauvinist? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm not against MLB The Show. I'm against uh, me playing MLB The Show. I think it's a waste of time. I think uh, if you're an adult, yeah. I don't think you should be playing video games. Uh, or I don't know. I, for, for myself, you can do what you want. I'm saying for me, I don't want to play video games. I haven't played them in a while. And I think. Uh, what about that Polly Shore guy from the, uh, the Roto Grass you can podcast? Do whatever he wants. I just, I'm saying it's playing video games. Like, come on. All right. I think and it's clear that, that they're bad boys of fantasy baseball. Sing us out, Rick. Did he just called Paul Shore or Polly Shore? <laughs> bad boys, bad boys. Uh, what you gonna do? Aren't you supposed to sing? Okay, aren't you supposed to sing, sing Bjorn to be wild? Or is this, now we just uh, no? I'm, oh well. All right, let's get, let's get going. Let's sort of set the tone here. So I think what was it? I think I said something, and then Gilds, you 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 said um, you mentioned something about people spending their fab when they're out of the league, and then Bobby, you 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 tweeted something. Um, it might have been a subtweet saying that uh, ooh. I don't, I don't want to offend anyone by spending money to try and come out of last place. Meanwhile, you, you shouldn't sell yourself short because you're leading the main event right now. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, I'm aware, but I mean, it's 80, we're halfway through the season, so I'm not going to, uh, well, that's good. I don't want to, I don't believe in jinx, time, so. I don't, but I don't want to jinx you, but uh, good for you. You're leading. You just, you just but, did but, like talking to a guy with a no hitter. You just jinxed. <laughs> Whatever. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Listen, I, I, so I saw the, the tweet and it was a little more, uh, you know, the guy in last place, you know what I mean? So and it was clear, you know, I read and I'm like, wait a minute, I think I'm in that league. And I went and looked and I said, oh, shit, I'm the guy in last place, 40 some points, you know. So it definitely was a subtweet. However, I, it, it was supposed to be sarcastic and it's very hard on Twitter to, you know, put your emotion behind it. And unfortunately, it played off like, you know, I was a victim and I didn't intend that because I'll be honest with you. I don't give a fuck. Oh, excuse my language. I don't know if I could yeah, watch it. Watch on this podcast, Bob. Yeah, right. But I, I care less, man. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm 52. You know what I mean? I do, you know, I'm, I'm not a kid. I do this for fun. And uh, I like to have a good time with people. So I got the thickest skin of anybody you'll ever meet. And, and I really, re I was not offended. It was supposed to be like a, a tongue in cheek tweet back. That's all it was. 
but and like that, I yeah. said, I got like over a hundred responses to, it and everyone was like, "Oh, you shouldn't get fab shame." I was like, "Holy fuck!" I mean, what the hell? You know, it's just you know, it really ain't that big of a deal. You know, I got like five hundred followers, so no one ever like tweets back at me, so I didn't think anybody would see it. <laughs> but like, it, it just got like a life of its own. You know, I mean, I you know, I'm, I'm a you know. I don't put content out there. I consume it from everybody. That's what I enjoy doing. And, uh, you know, so, you know, I wanted to come on, you know, not to necessarily defend myself, but to say, but I, I didn't, it didn't matter to me. I didn't give a shit. I'm, you know, I'm last in a lot of leagues. Shit. I don't, uh, it, you know, yeah. Not. So, uh, no, first off, I appreciate that, Bob. And yeah, I, that tweet I, I made, I, first of all, it was tongue in cheek. It was completely a joke. You know, I was joking behind, you know, obviously nobody should give up. I'm not telling anybody to give up, but real quick, you said you're in that league. Are you in that league? Because that's not the league I was referencing. I looked. I don't know. I, I assumed it was me. You know, because it's a league that me, you, and Zach are in, and I'm forty some points out of first. Um, the league I was is definitely not you. You're not unless you have another no, partner or something. Okay, yeah. The league no. I was even referencing it wasn't even. That's why I was confused, and I didn't know if you were talking about me or yeah, not. Yeah, I, I assumed it was me, but like I said, I didn't. Yeah, you no, you're not. You're not even. You're not even in the league that I was talking yeah. about. Was I was I in the league? Yeah, it's in our league, but it's not Bob who was in the in the last. Whatever. That's that's not important. But that's why I didn't even realize. I wasn't sure if it was even about me because I'm like, wait a second, he's not even in this league. I'm referencing in this tweet, so I, I didn't really get the connection there. But yeah, listen, so, yeah, um, context is lost on Twitter. Twitter's a, Twitter's a waste. It is. Well, I I forget. Some people take Twitter shit real serious, man. You know, you know mean? like. Especially fantasy baseball. Yeah, like, like, right. There's a whole <laughs> other universe out there, and I, you know, I look at it as a, you know, something fun to look at or something. You know, what I mean, just yeah. no, I say, like, uh, holy know. fuck. I mean, I, I'm like, I can't even believe this shit. These people are going nuts. And I listen. I appreciate all the support, but I was like, man, I feel like a little kid. Like, you know, I went and cried, yeah. and I got all these people. You keep <laughs> on going, man. You keep on going to the end. I'm like, come on, man. Fucking be real. Wait, wait. It's, you gotta remember. You know, it's uh, fantasy baseball on Twitter. I, I just, you know. Well, that, like, that's know. why. That's why when I tweeted back to you, I'm like, is this even about me? Because when I was going back and forth with Zach, I'm like, it was the league that we're in, which is the one in my OC is that's contending or whatever. But I'm like, Bob's not even in this league. So I'm not even sure this tweet is in reference to me. But then I, I tweeted back to at you and you didn't refute my my uh, my tweet saying, is yeah, this I me? Didn't, so I figured, I didn't okay, I guess it is about me. Yeah, I don't want to give it any life, to be honest with you. You know, like I said, I, you know. Yeah, listen, I, I was saying that in jest. It was completely just, I'm not saying anybody should give up. What I, I will say, which I stand by is, if you're 40, 50 points, and I've gotten a lot of heat for this too, and it's week 26, I don't think you should be bidding on guys. I really don't. I'm, maybe that's different school than most people, but to me, it's I, I'd rather let the, the top dogs battle out. You know, to me, going from 12th to 11th, like why, what satisfaction does that give you versus 10th to 9th? So if you're 12th, you want to bid on a guy, but if you're 10th, you won't. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't see that to me, maybe, maybe it just doesn't happen for me, uh, Zach or, 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 uh, Bjorn, my name's Bjorn. Bjorn, maybe they want to speak to that too, but, and Bob, maybe you feel differently. And I've seen other opposing, you know, views on that, that they want to compete to the very end, regardless of what place you're in. I, I I'd rather, know. I'd rather, to me, it's more about letting the top dogs battle out. And if I'm not in that mix, so be it. 
I don't want to take a guy away from a guy battling just so I can move up yeah. to 11th place when he's got 150K on the line. You know what I'm I saying? Have a, I have a lot of trouble, um, first of all, understanding Fab, but then also, um, Bobby, you had, <laughs> you had referenced something and I don't know, you said a subtweet. Is that like a Dom tweet? The opposite is a subtweet? Is that some sort of... Jesus. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. So, Rick, do, Rick, what do you know about Fab? What do I know about Fab? I don't know what the fuck they... As far as I know, the, the, the method in which that you attain players on a team is a draft. And then if you want to... What do you... You vote on what other team's the best or something, or... Is that what it is, or? So, Bob, what, what do you think about that? Do you, do you compete? To, do, do you compete to the end? I, I compete to well, the end. Like I, like I, I respond yeah. to you. I don't know. If, I don't know if you took what I said out of context, but I, I'm in so many leagues that I can't even tell which teams are in first or in last. Like I'm just trying to get through my fab. I'm not even looking. I mean, you might be the same way. Oh. And um, I want to really, yeah. You don't look at where. Not right now. On every team, no matter your like throughout the whole year. Yeah, yeah, I did. And I did. And that's wow. what I said. I didn't finish in last. And I was in like 70 leagues last year. Didn't finish in last in anything because I kept going to the end. Maybe it was partly because of that or definitely. But um, I, it, it's all the results are public and people like um, look at your overall results. People do these like weird like scoring systems that tell like how good players are. Do you and think I don't people wanna... do that, Zach? Or do you think you do that? I think <laughs> oh, shit, I know you're di- you're deep into that shit on uh I actually, you know where I, I actually don't you know how much you know how much fab I got left before I do if I you got, you got 36 now, you got 36 bucks left in your yeah, uh, first place yeah, there you go. that's what I'm saying yeah, I yeah. think you know I don't know if people do it or if that's the shit you do um yeah I know I know, a color, I, know a co- I know a color underwear you're wearing Bob uh-huh. <laughs> Jesus, uh, uh, <laughs> um no but um, I, I, I don't care I mean listen I don't I never make it to the end with any money anyway in any of my fab leagues. So I, I don't know what it's like to be, you know, I'm usually out. Usually well, I'm out by now. You're um, having a big year, Bob. You're you're on top of a lot of lead boards from what I've seen. Well, so I, I mean, it's here. my, uh, you know, well, I'm, I'm very lucky. It's my, it's my third, my first year doing NFBC was the COVID year. Was and, it really? Uh, yeah, it was my, for, for yeah, I did football <laughs> the year before, but the coast, so this is my third, I think that makes this my third season doing an NFBC. Uh, well, I, I felt like I've seen you forever. Maybe that's the NFS. Uh, I guess because I'm in, I, yeah. I go in 800 leagues, Um, but uh, I just enjoy drafting, you know, so yeah, the COVID year is my first year. And then, hey, let uh, me, let me cut you off real quick, Bob, how many teams, how many, OC, how many fab leagues do you have right now? Uh, I have 28, 36. 28 oh, yeah. OCs and eight main event leagues. Okay. That's actually less than I, I mean, thought. I'm in exactly 36 as well, Bob. Yeah, 30. And now, right, I got like 48 DCs uh, that are 115, 400. And then I got a few thousand dollar ones. And Rob DiPietro convinced me to go into some auction league that he's just kicking everybody's <laughs> ass in. He just, <laughs> well, you know, now, just so I never did auction before, and I know Zach, you won the overall. So I said, all right, I don't know how to do it. Uh, Derek's in it, Derek, you know, from uh, NFBC and some of them guys, and they call it the Widowmaker, and Rob's just spanking all of us. No, let me, Bob, Bob do you uh, do you manage all these on your own? Yeah, or have, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, 36 yeah. fab leagues. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sunday's, big, have, Sunday's a big yeah. fab day. I don't have nearly that volume and I find it difficult to do what I, what I have which maybe is a quarter of that. So yeah, no, that's, that's a lot. I mean, 
and to be competitive and on top like that, that's, that's a big, uh, it's a big, uh, well, feather in your cap for sure. Well, I appreciate it. Hope it pays off one day, but yeah. I, listen, I really be honest with you. I do it cause I enjoy it. I'd like to get better at it. You know, I learned a hard lesson last year. I think I set the market. I cornered the market last year on a Yerman Mercedes and Julian Merriweather in one week and <laughs> spent like 700 and fab and yeah. two guys, you know, and I just like that weekend, I ruined my whole season, uh, you know, but I, I learned a lesson. I didn't know how good the players were, you know, at NFBC. I thought they were just guys like me who kind of do it as, you know, right. I, I used to do CBS all the time and, and I won that, you know, I would win that thing like every year, and, but like people stopped doing it. And I heard this on a, uh, the fantasy sports radio station. I said, let me check it out. And I started doing it, but I didn't realize how serious people were, how damn good they were. And now the, 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 the NFFC, you're all over. I mean, you do a ton yeah. of those. Yeah, yeah I do that too. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I mean, I'll do, I don't know, probably a hundred, hundred leagues. I've only done four drafts this year, but. I was going to say, yeah. Cause every, every draft I'm in on that, on that side, I feel like yeah. you're in every single one of those. I think, Bob, I, think I think one day we did like three OCs for football, like back to back to back together. Yeah, yeah, I get sometimes. I love drafting, man. I think. Yeah, it's I, I, I'm the same yeah. as you. Like, I just I love the draft, and then it's like you have to manage all these teams afterwards, which is not ideal. Yeah, football's easy uh-huh. though, compared to baseball. You know, just, yeah, easy, yeah, different yeah. animal. Yeah, I feel yeah. the same. And, and you know, not many guys do volume on, on both sports. You know, I feel like I'm one of the, not one of the few, but I feel like, you know, maybe I am one of the few that does high stakes on both baseball because i feel like if you're in baseball these hardcore baseball guys are legit just tunnel vision baseball only they don't even look at football and then on the same and then football on the football side the same thing a lot of those they have no idea what goes on on the baseball fantasy side of the house and i'm like it's completely two different animals but yeah yeah i mean yeah i'll never be able to do what some of these guys can do in baseball just because i don't i mean i sub to a couple places i don't do my own projections you know, I can't, I don't got time to do all that. That That's grueling work, I think, you know, so. Yeah. I need luck. If I'm going to win anything in a NFBC, I'm going to need a whole bunch of luck. Bob, we, we got, you got to come back on the show another time and talk about your process because I'm interested. Yeah. In all right. Yeah. Hey, man, I, listen, I really appreciate you having me on. You I, didn't butt in. I just wanted to get, you know, I didn't want you guys to have a conversation without my input, just in terms of, you know, my, 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 it was a subtweet. But it was meant to be, you know, tongue in cheek, and it was meant yeah. to be sarcastic. Well, don't, don't leave. I'm not. I'm not kicking you off. Don't leave. Oh, okay, it's, man. It sounded like you were kicking the gentleman off. No, Zach. no, no, no. I was like, I, I'm saying, like, I, I don't want to. I, I want to. I'd like to have. I'd like to dedicate an entire show to Bob. Um, and you didn't. I, I invited you on when we had Fish and James Gable on. Yeah. And you, uh, you couldn't come on that time because talking about the guys that are in 100 leagues each. But I, I, I got to talk to you about that um another time but I, I, i'm glad i'm glad we got this settled like um, i can't do 10 o'clock at night man i can't you know well, we'll, I'm a, we'll, i go to bed by 7 38 o'clock central time i can't we'll cater to you man we'll cater to you but so like i, I think for, i'm in the camp of um do fab to the end um so i guess i disagree with you guilds uh, i'm i'm gonna do it to the end no matter what and Bob, yeah no listen i i respect that listen i'm not you know I know my tweet or whatever that to reply was again was more tongue in cheek than anything. I, nobody should be giving up on their teams on July, you know, whatever. I know a lot of people do. I'm just stating facts. A lot of people give up, but I'm not suggesting you should at all. Uh, my thing was more or less end this season. If if you're way out of the race, I, I don't understand it. I guess for some, the motivation is still there to to finish not in last or one spot. I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. And again, when you're dealing with these overalls, 
adds a different component, I feel like, yeah. than like a, a standalone league. You know what I mean? Yeah, the inte- it's not a perfect integrity, like because and it's not going to be a uniform set of like I guess competitors in every league. But that's like yeah. some leagues are softer, some leagues are harder. Yeah, but I, I think what you're like, I what I do agree with is like if you're not like if you've abandoned your team in June and you haven't done anything in June, July, August, and then all of a sudden you start fucking blowing your mind in yeah. September, that's kind of weak in my opinion. I, I agree with that. But if somebody's consistently competing all year long, even though they're in last or whatever, I have no issue with that. And I actually would, would be one of those people. Yeah. Okay. This is just, right. Be yeah. consistent, man. If you're, if you're doing fab every week, then just do it, you know, all week. If you're not, like you said, and then all of a sudden, you know, you got 600 bucks left the last two weeks of the season, you go blow it all. Well then that, that's being disingenuous. You know I mean? Yeah. We, we saw that last year too, but I, I mean, I was different circumstances. I mean, it was, his intentions were, 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 were okay. It wasn't like anything nefarious, but yeah, I agree with that completely. If you, if you're inactive for like two months and then all of a sudden you're, you're bidding huge amounts, the last, you know, that's going to raise a red flag, I think. But yeah, listen, again, I understand it. I don't feel that to me. It's like, we're all kind of shooting for the money here. And I don't know. I just feel like it's at some point, look at the PGA, for example, I was thinking about this earlier. On the majors, they have cuts, right, after two days. They don't even give you a freaking chance to come back on the field. You might shoot your best round of your life on Saturday and Sunday. They don't give a fuck. Excuse my language, Bob. You're already out. You're done. You're not near the top. They don't want you competing. They don't want you trying for pride, whatever, you know, uh, confidence. Yeah, but they all – You're out. You're you're on a flight back to your house in, in, in Tennessee, wherever you live. But they're all watching the, the final uh, round on your couch. Yeah. But they're all in that damn Saudi league now. You know, all those damn golfers went over to that Saudi. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know that the point stands, Maybe, but uh, that might be a bad analogy. But I'm just saying, it's like when you're when you're that far away from the money, and there's like so, so top heavy at the at the top. I don't know. I feel, you know, if I'm 43 points out of second, why am I bidding on a guy in week 27 when I know this guy, you know, ninth overall? Is... Now, if you're blocking somebody, that's a completely different story. And I actually think that, you know, that's a positive move and you should be doing that. If you have other teams in the hunt, right? You want to be active on, on the waiver. You want to block the guy. If you're ninth overall mm-hmm. and, and you have a guy and you're another, another league that's sixth overall, you should be blocking that guy on every on every big free agent you see, obviously to to to, to block him from from that player. Um, so in that respect, I get it. But just for the purpose of moving up one spot from eleventh to tenth, whatever, to me, I don't, I don't know. I, I just I'd rather Bob, just let let yeah. the big dogs fight it out and, and see what happens. Bob, is that something you do? You, you being in so many leagues, like you're in eight main events, are you looking at like like obviously some of your main events aren't doing amazing probably i haven't looked at all of them but would you block anyone that's like actually competing against you for the overall in those leagues which is something you even cross your mind no i i don't i would i don't even yeah i'm gonna do that in all my leagues to the end just because you know i sit down and do the fat i just do i'm gonna do it for every league to amount of money regardless of of the spot i'm in and and i don't and you know for people who don't or they want to block that's fine i think if you if you pay your money play your team the way you want to play your team yeah. and no one can tell you how to play it i mean i yeah. think that's the bottom line so this you I, know, it's just, I i shared my screen this is a list of fab that was spent by players 
in leagues. I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys can see it, but um, mm-hmm. this is a top. This these are the top um, fab spenders in the main event, and there's um, 110 teams of 100 of 110 of 705 entries that have spent over $900. So Heberlig is uh, spent the most on one of his teams. He has two dollars left. Um, he's got six dollars left in another one of his teams. Our buddy Del Don has seven dollars left. Um, Kramitola, I think you're up there. That one of your teams has sixteen left. So you're you're a big spender. Um, yeah, one got nine. I got one. It looks like one got nine dollars left. I guess. I don't oh, know. there you go. Yeah, you got nine bucks left in yeah. one of them. Masato's a big spender, but it's a lot of the same guys that have a lot of teams. My man. When, when you draft true. like when you draft poorly, you got to spend big and fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually noticed your 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 main event team. You got a you got a lot of um, you got a lot of good te- got a lot of good players. You drafted really well, but like you you got Kyle Wright, Kyle Wright. You got uh, Morel. A lot of the same players I have on my like better team. So I'm thinking right. like I'm like 40th overall right now. I'm like, how good do I have to do to like pass these teams that have like the same players on them? So it's sort of discouraging. Yeah, that's, sort of discouraging another... seeing your player, seeing your team. But yeah, um, my my team that's in first, I don't even think it's my best team, but the team I thought was my best team has Harper on it, and it's just gonna tank that whole team. Well, now it's yeah, that's tough. Yeah, yeah I mean that that that's the team that was in like as high it, I think it's in 24th or 25th now, but it was in 10th, like you know, right before he got hurt. I it just it's just gonna tank the team. There's no shot now. Right. So Bob, uh, stick stick stick, stick around um, as as long as you want. I'm going to talk to Gilds, but we're gonna you can chime in with you with you with any analysis. Hey, real, real, hey real 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 quick. Uh, how come we got no video on Poundstone or Bjorn? That's a great question. Maybe <laughs> that's they not. Maybe, that's a great. Maybe they can uh, speak for themselves. Hey, uh, Bobby, great question. I'm not one of those um, talking heads. One of those look at me in my bikini. I want those clicks. I want those likes. I'm more than just just a pretty face. I want people to know me for for my my analyst work so that, that's why i know sex sells but but i'm trying to change that zach i hear i got Jeez. i would i there's one thing i would pay for zach and i would a reasonable amount of money if you could find the picture the guy in the real picture for you may want to delete this out for for rick and bjorn and get your get a picture with the real guys i don't know <laughs> if you track them down that'd be fucking priceless bro <laughs> i'm not even that, sure what that means I, like i said i don't know if you the can real... search them and see where the hell they really are but that would be that would be priceless oh man i don't know bobby <laughs> I, bobby i'm as real as you are i don't know if you saw my christian yelich tattoo but i'm 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 all man okay also shared multiple pictures of my beautiful wife maggie yeah and uh you know little fine cuisine i see from time to time she makes me a beautiful diners every uh-huh. single night and right. uh yeah so I, I i resent the comment from mr Cramit, uh but um you know <laughs> it, it, you boys can continue on i i'm enjoying this podcast so far minus the criticism of myself <laughs> All right. So before we get into it, we want to talk to Gilts about some of his, some of the DCs that we uh, did and sort of do a mid-season taking stock meeting. But first of all, I got to give a shout out to my boy. Now, um, um, last year, the top three um, overall finishes from leagues that were the DCs that were over $400. So the, there are two 2.5K DCs and two 1K DCs. So big four big leagues. I think Bob, you were in, in at least one or two or three of those. Um, so the top three overall finishes from those league belong to my friend Phil Dussault, 
although he did finish second to Casey Chai in one of those individual leagues. He finished 27th, 54th, and 204th on the overall. But I want to give a quick shout out to my boy, Delton Deldon. Put some respect on this guy's fucking name because he ponied up some cash. He did had a great year last year. He was on the show in the $5,000 DC, and he's in 13th overall. This league had Phil in it, or it has Phil, MTM, BBB, Bobby Big Bucks. You're in this league, Bob. Yeah, yeah, Dalton's dominating. Sackett, Jung, Cha, Fessler, the overall winner. This is like a bunch of like, this is a like a death, death row or whatever. He's winning, he's winning by uh, 20 standing gains points, crushing it. And like he, every, he's infamous for his pitching, like pitching heavy, but he sort of did a modified Del Don, I'll call it. Started Trey Turner in this one at 1.1. And then he went Iglesias and Diaz with his closers and Musgrove, Rodon, McClanahan. So he knocked it out of the park and then he had some good hitters, but he hit really well on some late players. He had Taylor Ward in round 49 and Alec Thomas sort of saving the day for him. So he's got a 13th overall team um, in the $5,000 DC, which is very difficult and very impressive. What do you guys think about that? That's amazing. Yeah. Good for Dalton. And uh, yeah, I, I like the way he plays. I like his style. And, and I think a lot of people think it's like fluff and uh, I, I, the leagues I've drafted with him. I mean, his team, he builds his team, you know, obviously with the pitching early and, and, and often, but he knows how to build those teams after those early pitchers he locks in, in, in on that roster. So it's not easy to build. And, and, and I watch it and I actually, when I'm in his leads, I'm like, all right, he needs speed here. He needs power. I'm like, I look at the guys. I'm like, I know who he's going here. And then I'll pick that guy. I'm like, it makes sense to me. If I were, if I were drafting like that, I'm taking those same guys that he is in those spots. Um, and if he hits on those hitters, you know, this is what happens basically. So yeah, credit to Dalton. Man. He's, he's a tough, he's a tough player. Yeah. Well, so I just wanted to point that out now that we're like doing a little assessment on DC's Brad Miller, I don't know who that is, not the player on the Rangers, but Brad Miller, the NFBC player, he's got three teams in the top 10. He's in first overall right now, three teams in the top 10. And Mike Mager um, has two in the top 11, and he's in second overall. And he's got a draft with Trevor Rogers, Erod, Jonathan India on his team. But oh. he got Swanson. This is, this is actually the fifth DC, like, the, so this was the fifth DC drafted this year. So it must have been in like November or December at the latest. But that's what you get when you draft early. You got Swanson at pick 144, J Rod at pick 324. I think J Rod you got on your on your winning main event team, Bob. I did. Um, Walker, Christian Walker, 397, Corey Kluber at 487. I guess people didn't give a shit about him back in November. And then Josh Naylor in round 50. Um, that's a good 50th, 50th round pick there. That's <laughs> not bad. Bobby, you got a, you got a, I think you got a team in the top 60 overall. Uh, you got a four, you got a four honey. You got, oh, yeah, I got, I got three in like the top 500. I'm, I'm horrible at DCs. That's not my thing. Yeah, DCs are tough for me too. I got two in the top 100 right now, actually. For you DC. know what, it, you, you know what it is? I sign up for a bunch and, and the problem is the slow drafts. I either time out way too much or like it comes out to me and I'm doing something else. I'm like, oh shit, oh, let me just pick that guy. He looks good with, with like no context sometimes. <laughs> and, you know, before I know it, you know, 30 picks are done and I got like one first baseman and he sucks anyway. You know, let's so, uh, I mean, let's, let's talk about this team. Let's talk about this one team. This is your best team. It's a four honey. Um, you're, and Seymour, uh, Seymour's in this league. I don't know if Seymour's going to show up today, but um, 
you got Vinny, you got Vinny in round 48, Vinny Pasquantino in the, in the DC round 48, Alec Thomas round 37, CJ Abrams round 42, Clay Holmes round 49, Bobby Witt pick 113. So super late. And that team's got Tommy Tanks, Buxton and Sandy Alcantara. So that's a very good team. But like, talk about like all those shots you took near the end, like prospects, right. That that are sort of working out for you. Um, Yeah. Like, yeah. So like, you know, Vinny, I didn't even know, I'll be honest. I didn't know who Vinny Pasquantino was. And then like, you know, I followed John Fish and I heard sex him talk about him. Yeah. Uh, you know, and well, he's a sex so like, all right, let me check this guy out. And I literally, I, I, I picked him because like, you know, like two hours earlier, Fish was talking about, him. I'm like, oh shit, let me pick this guy. Fish knows what he's talking about. Uh, you know, so I picked him. So I got, you know, I, I got very lucky in that league and I haven't had a ton of injuries either. I'm looking at that team now. Yeah, I got Julian Merriweather. What a shock. Shout out to John Fish. <laughs> or uh, great um sound effects doesn't rick rick poundstone call him mr fishman or something like that i say yes he is the fishman uh i miss that man uh yeah very good man and he's been you know i find it interesting we have gills on the podcast tonight so we've had mr fishman now we have gills um a lot of fish uh type references here so if it smells like it looks like it it's probably a fish so. That's all I've got to say. Yeah. <laughs> I was rolling on the floor laughing when I heard Mr. Fishman. Now I got to tell you. All right. Last thing, Bobby, who are your most owned players this year? Maybe we're talking DC. So maybe talk about DCs or whatever, either, either, or. I don't know. It's probably a Philly though. It's probably a bunch of Phillies. Usually I wind up yeah. with a bunch of Phillies. When You're I home yeah, but Bob, are you yeah, from I'm a home. Philly? Yeah, I'm a Philly guy. Yeah, I'm a Philly. Oh, all right. I'm raised in Philly. Yeah, I live in um, Tennessee in Charlotte, North Carolina. I go back and forth. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, You're a Philly I'm fan? In, I'm in Jersey. I'm not far outside of Philly. So. Yeah. Nice. You South Jersey or North Jersey? Uh, probably in between uh, central okay. to north. I'm, a, I'm about an hour from Philly, hour from the city, New York. So I'm like right in, in between there. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm born and raised in Philly and you know, spend summers in Atlantic City, and uh, still got my whole family still back there. Oh, nice! And I, and I heard that story with Jeff Erickson. He gave him those tickets. That was that was a nice uh, nice gesture there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave a, like I think I gave away like eight tickets to just some random Twitter people to the Bengals. Uh, I had a box for my business. You know, we buy a box for the for the games for the season, and yeah, uh, my business is right down the road from Titan Stadium, and. Uh, you know, I know he was a big Bengals fan. I didn't realize at the time, but someone pointed out, and I said, "Yeah, Shaq, I'm, I'm giving tickets away." And uh, that's Bengals cool. fans, I invited because so the rest we, of the people Bobby, were. Do, my, we, do we do ad reads? Ad reads at the start of this podcast now. Do you want us to do like an ad read for your business? No, that's okay. And, and, <laughs> I can, you know, I I've got copy here. I can uh, whatever you'd like me to prepare. I can be more. Than... That's that's okay, Rick. I appreciate it though. Does it, it, does, is it uh, automobile related? You have an automobile. You had a, you had an automobile for your profile picture. Uh, yeah, I own some car dealerships in um, Charlotte and in Nashville. Cool. So you're a Philly fan. Were you um, cheering yeah. for the Phillies in '93? Always. You know, I always had the you know I always had the Joe Carter game. Yeah. Uh, where do you really get out of here? Yeah. Yeah, I think I broke a TV in uh, in that game. I threw. Uh, I was throwing toilet paper. We were in the hotel. But there was, yeah, there was still is a hotel. So we had a hotel. Um, for that game, uh, and I was throwing toilet paper out the way, like out the hotel when that when um, in the stadium. Where did you have a hotel room in the stadium? Yeah, there's a hotel like 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 beside the jumbotron. Right. 
Like, uh, so I was there. Uh, I was, I'm, uh, I'm shocked that you would be a litter bug, Zach. <laughs> Bad boy and a litter bug. <laughs> Sorry, Bjorn. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, hey, I Bob, what, what, what happened to Corey Knabel this year, man? He was one of my, uh, one of my mid round yeah. gems that turned into a. Yeah. He struggled with command. I watch, and people don't believe me. Like, I watch every inning of every Phillies game. Cause like I go to bed early, but I just y'all yeah, DVR it, wake up and watch it early in the morning. I get up like four thirty, five o'clock usually, and I'll watch it early if I miss it. You know, if I don't watch it at night, but he has he has command issues right now. Listen, his last three games though, he's pitched well, and probably by uh, probably by next week he'll, he'll be back in the closer role. They they, yeah. don't, they won't use sir they want to use Sir Anthony as a fireman type thing and put him in the highest of leverage in seventh eighth inning it seems. And Brad Hand's just awful. Bob, you're talking out of your ass right now. You got Brad Hand on your main event team. Yeah, I picked him up because I lost. Uh, <laughs> I, who, the who fuck you talking about? Like, oh, Brad Hand should be out of here. So what did you bet? What did you spend on Brad Hand? Your your first Not, place, first overall place main like event. Four team. bucks. And you got Brad probably, Hand on your team, and you're telling me he's a piece of shit. Like he what was is probably it? like the tenth, you know, the tenth guy in my queue. Okay. When I got him for like three bucks or four bucks. So okay, sure, okay, I'll, I'll buy I got it. A, I'll buy I it. think. Yeah, I got Kenley Jansen on that team, and he's hurt. And I think at the time, uh, Robertson was hurt, Dave Robertson, who got a save today. So, Right. Oh, nice. I got, I got to Dave Robertson. Okay, Gilts, you're cashing in about a third of your, a third of your DCs right now. I know you've got three main events, too, uh, same as me, but we're going to look at some DCs right now, sort of take, a, take stock on some of these. Bob, you can chime in whenever you want. So that's good. Cashing in two, uh, a third, 33%. That's a good cash rate. Um, I looked at your teams. Your most owned players. Most owned player is Joe Barlow. You have five of six teams that have Joe Barlow and D- Daniel Bard. So you hit it out of the park on those guys. And just looking at the other teams, um, looking at your six teams, you went um, for your closers, you went Chapman, Soto, Joe Barlow. The other team, you went Gallegos, Floro, Trevino. Then mm-hmm. Romano, Duvall, Barlow. Hen- Liam Hendricks, Barlow. Barlow, Barlow, Trevino. And then Doval, Bar- Doval Barlow. So you're big on Joe Barlow. And I didn't even name Bard because you must have got him late, way later in those drafts. So um, there was a Twitter sort of debate about whether or not you should reach for closers early. I think Phil was in that debate amongst other people. I forget who, all the usual people that love to hear themselves type. Um, so you basically hit two home runs, Joe Barlow and Daniel Bard. But is this like a sustainable strategy? Um, and like, it looks like you went with like a lot of the times three closers before round twenty, uh, without really reaching on with, without reaching on two closers early, and and maybe half the time you took one anchor closer. Call it. Now I'm talking like a football guy. But um, do you think it's a do you think it's this is a sustainable strategy? Would you change it next year? And do you think taking like three relief pitchers in the first twenty rounds hurt you? No, I don't think it hurts you. I, you know, I like, you know, I was one of these guys that was anti-hater in round two and Hendricks and whatnot. I mean, listen, Hater's been unbelievable. He, he's obviously worth that second round price, but at the same time, I was saying you, there's going to be guys in those middle rounds. There's going to be guys in those later rounds that are going to hit. You know, you have Taylor Rogers, you have Soto, uh, Bednar, Joe Barlow. I mean, these guys were cheap as can be and you know they're gonna end up with 25 uh, well assuming you know maybe they get traded maybe maybe they will get traded but 
Um, if they don't, they're going to end up with 25, 30 saves at decent ratios. And if you have a couple of those guys, that's more than enough to contend in a lot of these DCs. So, uh, I feel like it's, it's been a mixed bag for me, uh, at least through this year. I mean, I hit on a lot of closures late, but, uh, some of the guys early on haven't panned out or in those middle rounds, like Knable, like I mentioned before, uh, he's been a disaster pretty much, um, so I think it goes both ways. I mean, you know, you, if you hit on guys late, right, and you take the right bats early, you're going to have a monster team, right? Like if you took uh, Jordan Alvarez over a hater, right, and then you took Taylor Rogers in round 13, you're, you're going to like where your team is probably right now as long as you, you built around those, those players. But uh, it's always about picking the right players, drafting the right players. But I just thought at, at that price, the second round draft price, there was so much opportunity cost you were passing on there. Uh, what, you know, those big bats. Now you could also have taken Ozzy Albies instead of Josh Hader, like I did in a league or a couple of leagues. And that turned out to be a disaster. So it depends, you know, it always depends on who you pass on and who, you know, who you take in that spot, but. A lot of luck involved in this game. It's still the other. I mean, if you, if you took Hader in round two, you're not upset about it. That's for sure. But like I said, you know, there's, there's closers late that you nailed and, and, it goes both ways. You know who was big on closer, closer early? My friend Brian. My friend Brian Seymour. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. He took like four in a row. Didn't he take two or not? He, he was, First four. Let's, let's get him on. Let's, let's get him on the show. Let's see if we can get him on here. I'm here. Oh, I'm Brian. here, Zach. Yeah. Brian. Okay. Yeah. How's it going? Not, not hey, bad. How's it going, guys? Hey, Brian. Hey. hey Brian. So yeah. So you um you basically copied Phil's strategy, right? From last from yes. last year. Yes. Yeah. I, um, what I did is just carbon copied what Phil Dusso did the prior year in uh, draft champions, but, um, <laughs> to a degree, but, uh, you know, because I feel like if there is somebody who has a pretty good angle on a contest or something like that, and, you know, you don't just do it blindly, obviously you kind of look and, uh, you know, look at the landscape and see what works and everything. And then also there's the angle of, um, finding out how you actually are going to do it. You know, you can plug in like certain details of a way to do something, but then you also need to figure out a way to be successful at it, you know, and I can kind of go into that too. But yeah, yeah, I was definitely a proponent of taking the early closers because the way that I saw it is, you know, if the market is moving and I feel this way about catchers, uh, you know, any kind of scarcity when it comes to fantasy baseball, I feel like if the market has moved to valuing whatever it may be, saves, catchers, steals, whatever it is, I feel like I have to generally match the market or otherwise I'm going to get left behind. So, yeah, I mean, like if somebody can do something like what guilds did and um, grab a couple of those late guys, I guess what my, what I would say is I don't feel like it will be a long-term successful strategy. I'd rather not, you know, maybe I shouldn't call them lottery tickets, but I'd rather not have to bet on like those later guys. Um, unless you feel that you have an edge, you know, that you feel that, you know, those guys are going to be the guys based on some details, you know, but yeah, I was definitely more a proponent of grabbing some of the quote unquote concrete closers. Yeah. See if I can respond real quick to that. So mm -hmm. that's a good, it's a good point, sir. My whole thing was with the overall component to, to these con these national contests is like, this was my thinking. If I hit on closers, this is what happened last year too. And you know what I, what I was trying to replicate, but um. If you can hit on, you can spot those closers and right and hit on them late. You have a monster advantage over the rest of the field, right? If you're sleeping on closers and I'm, you know, I'm tying up all those huge bats early and often, 
and I am, I'm able to hit on the Taylor Rogers, the Sotos, you know, Barlow's, whatever, that'll get me in contention on saves. You know, I'm, I'm like way up on the field from day one. Now I understand that's a risky proposition, but to me, when you're dealing with thousands of teams, right. Shooting for that one big carrot, I feel like you have to kind of almost gamble and, and take that risk because that'll set you apart from a lot of these, these other thousands of teams that are grabbing the haters, the Hendricks, you know, the, the Glacies in round three. So to me, I looked at it like more of a, you know, zag whenever everyone else is zigging or zigging, zag, whatever. Um, and to me, that was more of a, an overall mindset and kind of the game theory aspect that I, that I thought was strategic versus the rest of the field. You, you, yeah, did, I, you did a good job of hitting on the later closers, man. Like, like Gilds, you Barlow, like, I don't know what you saw, but I liked him too. I took him in some big leagues. I took him in the tag team league that we did together. Um, anyway, I'm wondering if you, what you thought about, I'm wondering if you were targeting him there, but you probably were cursing me there if you liked him that much, but I took him in the main event too. I just saw like in like his minor league record, he was sort of groomed to be that closer. And as soon as Jansen didn't go there, I'm like, okay, bang, it's gotta be Barlow there. Um, it was just like, he sort of seemed like a hidden value to me. I don't know what you thought about him. Yeah. Well, first off, his price was way, like, he was going so cheap. And yeah. he was the favorite to be the closure there. He was most likely, in my mind, most people's minds, the best skilled reliever on that team. Yep. You, know, every, you know, they weren't supposed to be, you know, a juggernaut of a team, but it doesn't really affect closers too much. But to me, it was more about price versus, you know, there wasn't much competition to take that job from him. So in my head, I'm like, if he gets off to a relatively decent start, he's going to hold that job for, you know, his leash is going to be pretty long. So uh, I was paying, you know, 14th, 15th, 16th round price tag on a guy that could very well be the closer all year long on a team. I mean, to me, that was a no brainer pick. So anytime he was like a third closer available on my team, I was taking him. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's just one of those few that could hit potentially. I was going to respond real. Can I just say something real quick in response to this? Because I, I do agree. Um, you know, we basically were just talking about two different ways of going about it and also trying to attain different goals because you were, it sounds like drafting more focused on winning the overall, whereas I had no interest in that at all. Like I was really just focusing on um, the four honeys and winning those leagues. So yeah, I think it makes perfect sense to do something like what you're doing when you're going for the overall. And I, I honestly, none of my teams were constructed or with, you know, the attempt to win the overall. So yeah, that you makes didn't sense. even, Brian, you didn't really even care about stolen bases that much either. I remember no. looking at some of your teams. No, like, you know, as long as it's competitive in those categories, but I'm not going to reach, you know, um, and say, well, obviously none of us were taking like the mile straws and stuff like that, but I'm no, not going to go. Yourself. I don't know who did, Gil, do you have any of them? <laughs> no, I had zero, uh, you know. Bob? I, I was. And I, I got 92 teams, so I got some mile straws. <laughs> oh, he's a goddamn rabbit. You know, hey, relax, relax. Um, yeah, I don't think that's you can't say that anymore. No, that's, no I that's, just did. <laughs> anyway, I, I got 106 teams. I got zero, so you got no excuse. You can you can fade him. I guess so. Well, he wasn't a complete fade for you. But I got I got a, no Bob Bob. <laughs> okay, I have how much of them? I don't know how I don't know how many uh, miles oh, straw you man, have. I don't have a lot of miles straw. I got some. Uh, you know, hey. In drafts where I, I didn't get any speed, uh, you know, or, or I was light in speed, 
it was like him or Nicky Lopez late or something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. With, with, with some love. It, his price just, his price just got way too out of hand. I, you know, I was one of these yeah. anti Miles Straga. I mean, he was going like what fifth, sixth round in, in these 15 teamers. I mean, sometimes, yeah. For a guy that has basically no power at all. I mean, it's hard to take a guy that early, right. In the outfield, no less that's given you, you know, five or less homers the entire season. And you can see this year, it's, it turns into a disaster if they can't hit on top of that. So. Yeah. Yeah. He's a disaster for sure. He is. But I got, I know, Zach, I just looked at my most own. Kyle Finnegan is my most own. So I guessed wrong on that closer. And well, then, you might not be wrong soon. Rainey's been, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's been a, 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 yeah, he's been bad. And then my <laughs> second most own in the vein of, of a mile stroll is a uh, Mateo. So that's not bad I, for where you, where you got them. That's pretty. I, listen, I, I I banked those whatever like six. I haven't started in that much lately, so I banked those 16, 17 steals, and yeah, he, he kind of rides the bench. Now. I had him on some pretty big leagues. Um, we had him in the tag team, and I and I had him in um, a couple bigger leagues, and I think the fifteen hundred dollar auction. I just dumped him because he's just like yeah. I, I banked maybe ten steals, and I'm just like he's crushing me everywhere else, especially this year because a lot of players are stealing like um like. Like the your top round picks, like Judge's got steals, Machado, um, other dude, players. Birdie, are, can we talk about John Birdie, man? What the no, fuck? I have none John? of it, dude. Sex pig. I've been on this guy every year since what 2018. Whenever he we came in as you know one of these you know utility speed guys, I've been on him every single year. I'm always a birdie guy in every league I'm in, except this year. I'm like I'm not buying into I'm not buying into birdie this year. Yeah. And sure enough, this guy is stealing bases. I mean, this is like a this is Mondesi. Like, well, now he's been out for a few games, but I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> he had, he had a concussion like last year, and he missed like the whole last part of the season. And like there were weren't many updates in the off season, and and it still said he was out. You know, so like I didn't even know if he was going to come back and play. But he's like a favorite. I don't get a ton of them, but yeah, in, you know, in round forty two he would always be there. But, you know, when I, you know, when you're looking, it always has the, uh, the luggage carrier or whatever that is yeah. on the site. <laughs> when we were drafting and said concussion, there's no update. So it was hard, you know, unless, you know, unless you're digging deep. But I know. thought he, I thought he had no upside, man. Like he's not good. Like he's hitting, like he, well, you didn't have a spot on the team. He ha- he's like a no home. He's like no power. And like, Plus, he didn't run last year. He yeah, had like he had, nine he, he steals in like bases last year in like, in like half, like in half the time. So you figure he's not going to get full time. He's going to get like, he had 271 plate appearances last year. Like maybe he'd right. get the same, probably less because Miami's got some up and coming guys. Um, so maybe he gets like another eight. I don't know. Like he was like, a, to me, he was useless. I, he was completely off my board. And even when he, like it came time for him getting some playing time, I'm like, ah, it's not going to last. Fuck him. I didn't even think about him. But now, I don't know. It's annoying. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I think when Jazz comes back and Wendell's back, I think his playing time is going to. I, I think. Really? Uh, I hope yeah, so. I think. I think his playing time is going to decrease. I hope. Yeah, I, hope I mean, he, he's already he's already given you twenty five. Oh well, right. Since you picked him up, probably twenty steals or so. So I mean, he's already paid his. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and I bet you that's what the Marlins are thinking too. They want yeah. to bank all his steals and all that, and and let him play the super utility role. I mean, he's going to get you know plenty of time, but uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if his time decreases significantly well let's hope let's hope for that yeah um, the only is that, who, who would you rather have yeah. gallo or mateo or gallo or straw right now oh fuck i don't know i'd rather gallo or straw yeah or mateo pick one who, who you keep on your roster 
That's a really difficult question. I would take Gallo for the upside. Can you repeat what player was that? <laughs> Gallo, Stroll, or Jorge Mateo? What do you, Bjorn, what, what's your deal? Why? What's your deal here? Yeah, what's going on? Why, why do you care about this? And... What the fuck? Excuse me. Jorn, are you there? Uh, yeah, I was going to see if Bobby was going to take that call. No. <laughs> I'm, so I'm sorry. This is my first ever podcast. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Okay, Bjorn, do you want to answer that? Or It sounded like you wanted to get involved in this question. Do you want to answer? Or... No, I didn't mean to make the podcast come to a screeching halt here. No, Bjorn, he left a message here in the group chat saying that he was pissed off because I guess when you guys were talking about the Birdman, uh, everybody started going, he, he, he. And he's like, who are we talking about? You know how everybody on Tweecher bitches about fantasy boys. Please make sure you restate the name. And it's like, well, fucking listen. <laughs> That's what Bjorn's uh, doing here. So anyway. Okay. So, yeah, we're talking about John Birdie here. Yeah, I find that annoying too. I get sick of hearing that. Like, just, just like, well, how about you just listen to the podcast? You know what I mean? Like, pay attention. So, it's a rewind button. I know hey, you're man. To, I know. I know you're. I know you're doing squats in your garage, and you can't rewind your phone. But um, <laughs> not my problem. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Jorn. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway. So birdie, gallo, or straw? Just you're just wasting time. This is like dead air. Birdie, birdie, yeah. Not, oh, not okay. birdie, Mateo, Gallo, or Straw. Oh, sorry, my bad. Well, oh Gallo okay. might Gallo might be cut sooner than I mean, he's not gonna be in the Yankees much longer. I don't think so. That I'm in I'm in New York, New Jersey area. They are revolting against Joey Gallo being in that lineup. He, he, <laughs> I don't being blame the Yankees. He might, I mean, I heard someone also make the case. He might be the worst offensive Yankee player, like, in the history of the Yankees. He's been that bad this year. So, they're going to they're gonna cut him. So, it's a matter of where, who's going to pick him up. And I'd love the Phillies to pick him up. Yeah? All right. They got nobody can catch the ball in the outfield. He's at least defensively can catch the ball. Yeah, he I can. Mean, they, they're, can. They're just, they cannot catch the ball. I mean, they're just bad in the outfield. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Shit, Castellano and Schwab on the corners, it's like an adventure. Every fly ball. Yes. Uh, That's their MO. They just got like people that can't play defense and just hit, hit jacks. Yeah, they got six designated jacks every week. Yeah. <laughs> every game, 60 H's. All right, Gilds, when I had you on the podcast before the season started, you were you love Kalenic and you love Zach Gallon. Those are the uh, two guys that you said that could be that could return value like your Vlad Guerrero <laughs> and Julio Urias last year. Yeah. Talk about the hit and the miss. Oh man, I you see Kalnick still he's he's ripping it up in Triple A right now I know. too. But I've added him back in a bunch of teams. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to believe this guy. I mean, he's such a toolsy guy. He's high pedigree. I mean, they usually hit at some point, so it's hard. There's gonna be two now, two seasons of him failing like this, but. It might just not happen for this guy. It's strange. So I'm still not giving up on, on Kalanick. So uh, we'll see. I think, you know, he's still young. He's got to be, what, 22, 23, maybe? At I mean, most. At most. Yeah. I mean, I still give him another, another couple of years before we close the book on him. But 
uh gallon yeah gallon that to me was was the no-brainer pick though i mean he showed you know huge upside you know his first two seasons as as a starter so i know he had the the off year last year he had the the freaky injury with like what his uh bone in his in his uh forearm it wasn't a ucl or anything like that but it was just a uh, an actual bone fracture he had so um to me he was going just way too way too cheap way too late so I mean, he's been he's been shaky of late, actually. But I mean, the first couple of months, he was he was probably the best pitcher in baseball right there. So, uh, yeah, 50 50 so far on that one, I guess. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I think I, I think Kalenic, I think Kalenic's going to turn it around if I had to guess. Uh, Bob, what do you think about Kalenic? No, I, I don't know. I think I listen, I was huge on him. Uh, you know, he had a great end of the season last year and it looked like it was all coming together. I'm wondering if, uh, you know, Julio Rodriguez coming up is really messing with his head because, you know, Kalenic came up before him. He was supposed to be a stud and, you know. That's you what Rob Pietro said. Yeah, now people are talking about Julio Rodriguez being the 1-1 next year in fantasy, you know. Who's saying that? I don't know. I see all <laughs> oh, he's going to be. He's going to be. <laughs> big, big John stud. So, um, I think he's, I mean, he's saying that. Some people are saying I mean, if he goes what twenty forty, I mean, he's going to be in conversation. That's a trout rookie. That's a trout rookie season, basically. I mean, he's going to be in that. Are you ta- are you talking about Orange Julius? Yeah. Okay. What the? What? I I just think that could be messing with him. That he may need another. Uh, you know, he may need another organization. Uh, I'll say this about the Mets trade. I still I still lean on this as the oh, reason. Sorry why about that, guys. That's my dog barking. That's all right. That's right. The Mets trading dogs. Kalenic, I can't imagine the Mets made the right move there. <laughs> that doesn't usually happen. So I still got faith. Uh, yeah. I definitely think that people are going to consider. Uh, sorry, sorry to cut you off, Bjorn. Um, I definitely think people are going to consider Kalenic like definitely the top end of the first round. I mean, especially. No, you mean Julio. 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 Yeah. Or, yeah, my bad, my bad. Uh, because, you know, everybody's obsessed with the young guys anyway. I think Rick calls them, I don't know, pigs or something like that. But, yeah, I think he'll easily be top half of the first round at minimum. Yeah. He's a sex pig. If you don't take him at one, who are you taking? Acuna? Tatis, if he comes back and plays well? Or nah. I, we were talking about this today. I think, like, you're looking at, like, top, your top ten is going to be some combination of Colin Burns, Otani, Tatis Turner, J-Ram, Julio Acuna. Did I say Acuna? Um, no. And like Soto. other guys you can make. Uh, I, is, you can't you can't say Soto over Julio. You can't. No, no. But can you even say Tatis? I mean, are you willing to take Tatis next year after he's going to miss now two? Yeah. Part of two seasons in a row? Probably he's not. I'm, I'm, just thinking, I'm just thinking who's going to be the top ten. You could also say Harper and Machado who do contribute some in stolen bases as people in consideration in the top 10. Personally, it's a no brainer for me, Julio Rodriguez over both of those guys. No, no questions asked, but I'm saying like, not everyone's going to think the same way. We're trying to predict the ADP. I think yeah. that's like generally going to be your top 10 ish bets and yeah. bets, Mookie bets. Right. That's fair. I, I think it's Julio. No question. If, if I'm getting the first pick and I'm, as long as he plays the way he's playing now, I'm picking him. He's young and he's just going to get better. You have, I mean, somebody. I, mean, I love Bryce Harper, and I, but all those guys you mentioned, maybe Acuna, but you know, we've seen how good they are, and I, I don't know if they're going to get any better than they are. Um, and they're oh, great. Well, 
yeah. What's Julio's power? I mean, what's his? I mean, I guess long term, it's it's big, but it's got I mean, Acuna already. could go 40, 40 next year too. I mean, I mean, if he yeah. goes twenty, if he goes twenty five, forty, I mean, you get forty stolen bases from a guy and twenty five homers. Not the many he's batting first now. You're gonna get a ton of runs, and he's yeah. on him for average. I mean, it's hard not to take him. I love oh, yeah, that Acuna's stealing about. bases, man. Like all the all the doctors on Twitter said, oh, he's not gonna steal, and he's just going bananas. I love it. That, that was me. I was one of those guys. You, you oh, were yeah. saying that he's not going to steal? Oh, Acuna? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was I'll, – I'll, I'll take the L there, man. I, and that's when I even made some tweets when he – his first few games back, he's stealing like two, two bags a game, two bags, you know, every game he's starting. I'm like, okay, I was way off on that one. So, uh, a lot yeah, of people, I'll take the a lot L of, there. A lot of people were well, – I was no – I was not – I was no sure. I was not sure by any means, but I was still taking the, the chance on Yeah, him. you were – you were – you were definitely high on Acuna with that discount. I, I, I was one of these anti-first-round Acuna guys, so I'm taking. Yeah. I'll take the L for sure. So looking at some of your teams' guilds, like I'm looking at your teams by round. I did, I sort of uh, did a, a pivot. I just copied and pasted your teams, and I did a little pivot table. First round, you got three Vlad, so you went back to the well on him. Like that's yeah. been, that's been pretty good. Um, but you might have found yourself light on stolen bases later, but we'll get to that. Then round two, your most picked player was DeGrom obviously New York Mets homer of course um mm. round three Nola Giolito time so like you took them over saves and steals and then your most own like then two of your six DCs you took Mondesi in round four so we'll stop there so it's sort of like you're you tried yeah. to make you were trying to make up for it sometimes with Mondesi with the home run overall play so maybe talk talk, talk about your thought process for the first four rounds of these DCs yeah, and that you just touched on it. I mean, if if I'm going no speed that early, I'm I'm eyeing a Mondesi type, and I, I realize I understand that's you know there's a good chance I'm going to be screwed, and obviously we saw that come to play. But uh, again, that's more just like an overall mindset. Like, okay, if I hit on these pitchers, you know, Vlad early, I'm getting the power, I'm getting the ratios. I need Mondesi to be Mondesi to, and you know, things will things will happen. If he's not, if he gets hurt, then I'm F most likely. And to me, it's more about I'm, I'm willing to take that risk. I don't mind taking that risk and, and, you know, being on top of the leaderboards versus missing out and, you know, these teams being awful. I'd rather finish up top than, you know, eighth. All, all ninth or nothing. In the league. You, got, you got no money yeah. for fourth place, right? That's what I'm saying. He's overall, it's so tilted to that overall prize. We're paying such a heavy rake. So you have to be mindful of that, that overall component. It's like, I feel like a lot of people aren't mindful enough of it. And there's so much money that's going towards those prizes, the top of the leaderboard, you know, you have to play for that. And it's like, I'm not crazy risky, but I I do like to take a couple big swings, you know, you know, midway through, you know, the draft or even earlier on. And uh, if they don't pan out, they don't pan out, but they do pan out, you know, you're, you're in pretty good shape. Yeah. So like some people call it life-changing money. Like you, some people might call it wife shutting up money. Um, but wife you got, you got, shopping. Or I mean, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Brian, um, excuse me, yeah. excuse me, Rick, you had a, you had a completely different strategy in the first, your first four rounds are pretty much telegraphed, right? Uh, yeah. You mean like what I was doing? Yeah. Like, DC, yeah. Well, you only played DCs. You did 24 DCs. How are you doing? Uh, well, uh, especially recently. Um, yeah, but the first four rounds were primarily pitching um, and wanted to get 
two starting pitchers, not only that I thought would have good ratios, but would also have like shit tons of innings just because, you know, that's becoming more and more of a scarce commodity to come by. Um, as well as focusing on two what I thought were like guaranteed closers. And then, of course, like would mix in like a good kind of premier hitter that that can do everything here and there, too. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's funny because I think I was even bitching to you <clears throat> recently, like just in May, that I was kind of just as far as like if the season would have ended then, like mid or late May, um, I was kind of just breaking even. I was like, man, if, if the competition at this level – you know, it turns out to be that good. I don't know how much I want to keep doing this and, you know, call it what you will. I just don't want to, I don't like to waste time and not get some kind of return from it. Um, but the, the leaf is kind of turning now. I think, I really think that June specifically is whenever you start to see the attrition thing play in, you know, you start to see more and more guys go on the shelf. Uh, the lack of depth that most teams draft because they're focusing on, you know, Rick's sex pigs or something like that. Um, yeah, the pigs. Yeah. Sure. Uh, you're, you're seeing, you see that kind of attrition just, just start to develop in June, I think. So, yeah, I've actually had a lot more teams float to the top. And at this moment, I was actually just checking. Um, let me go to the, to the live scoring. So, yeah, I, you're right. I had 24 teams total. And um, just going to currently where we are at the moment. Now I only have three at, at this very moment, three winning the league outright. It was as high as six just the other day, which I was really pleased with. Um, at the moment I have nine out of 24 cashing. So that's right under 40%. And then I think the thing I'm probably most pumped about is there's actually 15 currently out of 24 in the top five. So there's a whole bunch right there, like within striking distance. So yeah, it's basically just – I think it's just that attrition and letting the stats pan out. I look at some of the pitchers that I was really high on, like Aaron Nola, Zach Wheeler, guys that are giving you shit tons of innings. You know, they're doing that. Like, I, I was astonished to see, like, Aaron Nola's at about 105 innings. Here we are at the midway point. I have Sandy Alcantara on a couple teams. He <laughs> went another eight last night and is at, what, uh, 120 innings, I think, uh, already, which is insane. Um, so yeah, for me, I really think it's just kind of letting the stats come to you, letting the war of attrition come to you in these DCs and luckily, lucky or not, that has been starting to happen with a lot of my teams right now. So what about your decisions to start sit pitchers? Like you have, uh, obviously your, your anchor pitchers. Do you ever, do you ever have tough decisions, Brian, um, like starting Eric Fetty or like the two start guys? How do you, how do you deal with that? Because I, I feel like that's a big part of the DCs that maybe I've underestimated and getting those ratios under control are, are really, are, are really tough. And even the fab leagues, it's a whole different story. Like I'm starting to think maybe it's better to take some relievers because just like the, the streamers are just, it, it appears to me that it's just, they work out less than they, they, they work out for you less than, um, they, than, than you want them to. Well, you know, early on, it was actually really interesting because you guys know how like, April and most of May, it seemed like you could just throw any schmuck out there and you would get a good outing from them. You know what I mean? And I was totally doing that, like all through April. I mean, if it was somebody who I rated as like uh, maybe, I threw them out there no matter what. So, I mean, if it was like even Jose Quintana, maybe like at the Cubs or whatever, I was going with them. I was, I was throwing Kyle Hendricks out there in single start weeks here or there, like just in good spots where I had him. So yeah, April and most of May, I was just throwing them out there. But, um, you know, like you said, Zach, like I, the ratios start to take a little bit of a hit. 
it was very noticeable, obviously, that we were seeing an uptick in offense as we got into June. So I started to, um, you know, cut that off a little bit and be a little bit more diplomatic with what pitchers I was putting out there. So, yeah, early on, it was just like, whatever, like I'll throw you out there almost no matter what. Um, you know, it's not like Antonio Sensatella at home against the Dodgers or something. But I mean, yeah, if it was something that I was even thinking about, I put them out there. Now I'm kind of like, I'll throw six starters out there with three relievers here and there, maybe even five and four if I don't have the matchups. So now I'm being a little bit more focused on the decisions. But you're right. Yeah, like I like I had I went Fetty Wap, uh, was it last week? I think he got a guaranteed two or what looked like a guaranteed two starts. And actually it was pretty successful. So yeah, I, I've been doing that here and there. But yeah, now I'm being way more focused on who I trot out there with offense picking up. So like this week, for example, Fetty's uh, at at Atlanta. So if, if he was like your worst or last option to start, would you start a relief pitcher over him in this case? Yes. Yeah. No okay. doubt about it. Yeah. And, and now, honestly, that wouldn't have even made my cut in April. Yeah. That would, that would never have gone that far yet. Right. And thank you, Bjorn, for sending out those uh, start times because that was an early start, the Washington series. So I was able to get um, Fetty out of the, the lineups. So thank you. Ugh, thank you. Fetty. For that. You know, at specific time, Easter time, I got them all. Thanks. That's great. Great content. I appreciate it. Too. No one, yeah. no one, no one's doing that. Mount me time, central time. Yeah, that's great. I, I really... Mount me time. Jesus <laughs> Christ, this guy fucking start times. All right, so um, Gil, going back, we, did, we, looked at the, we looked at the first four. Um, round five, sorry, uh, Bjorn, earmuffs for this one. Uh, Big Meat Pete, um, that was a great pick. You liked him, obviously, Homer pick in round five. Yeah, I, I took, uh, so I took him in every single main also, Pete, and uh OCs, DCs, I have him everywhere. He's, he's my highest owned player, I think, overall. So I just felt really strong about his uh, his year coming and his price. I mean, you know, he was going into 50s a lot, even 60s in some drafts. And I just thought that was that was crazy value. And, and this mess team, I was without being a homer, I, I was very bullish on. So, uh, yeah, I was grabbing Pete, and, and that's, you know, taking him 100% of mains is, is pretty risky, but. That's, yeah. that's what you did last year too. It's like, yeah. And yeah. It's like, it's like our buddy, uh, Jimmy G. It's like, you don't, you don't want to water down drink. Yeah. Um, so now we're, we'll get to the one, one last piece of bad news, Jack Flaherty in round six. I think he got two of six of your teams had Flaherty in round six. He was your most yeah. go-to guy there. I had him in, I, didn't, I had him in a, in a DC or two. Um, yeah, I know there's going to be, it's going to be, um, I know there's going to be some disagreement here between Rick and, and you here. Um, but um, yeah, I guess that's just bad luck, right? You, me, you're talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I guess it's bad I mean, luck. Before, the injury, the injury hurts. He's been good yeah, when he when he's healthy. His, uh, you know, the, the the second injury, or whatever, whatever kept him out. You know, this whole time even came up. But yeah, I mean, again, it was just more or less if I needed like some sort of upside, you know, some ace upside at that point in the draft, sixth, seventh round. I was willing to take him and just you know pray it, it'll be all right. And that that ended pretty quickly so yeah that that was that that was a bad one for sure <laughs> right and let's just uh, run through the rest round seven bobby witt jr i guess like at round seven that's a smash play in these dcs that was a really good pick round eight mount castle stanton um got some more power there and then round nine ten we talked about this already it's um gallon and clinic time um those are the guys you were targeting there yeah yeah it was almost like the 
that same point in draft and then all these drafts just you know grabbing both of them and like I said, 50-50, that one, uh, I think I would take that given how good Gallon's been, right, to date. So, yeah. I mean, you can take a zero. And Kalanick, as bad as he's been, he's not in your lineup at least. So Exactly. I'll, you know, you can plug in somebody else, and it's not nearly as bad as having, you know, a Juan Soto in the first round, for instance. Right on. All right, so um, I think we're going to move on to Jeopardy, um, and everyone can play. Okay. Um, do we have music for this? Well, uh, yes. Thanks, Go man. ahead. Yeah. Uh, let me. I'll show you. The fuck that works. There we go. Is that coming through, boys? Yeah. So, as you know, if you go to the. If, if you know the answer, you can type one into the chat, the number one, and then that would be your um, signal to buzz in. So we have a chat in Zoom. And I'll go through these uh, three categories if you see the screen. The first category is Dave McDonald. And the second category oh is Draft Cheat. And the third category is Bjorn. Had, Bjorn's, there's a third category. I was running out of time, so he helped me, and this is Hot Guys. All right, whatever that is. Jesus Christ. So um, our guest of honor today is Guilds. You can have first um, first selection of category. You can pick 500 or 1,000 for any of those three categories. Let's go draft cheat for 1,000. Okay, draft cheat for 1,000. So these are players dragging Guilds teams down because <laughs> he's your partner for the tag team. So for 1,000, again, players dragging Guilds' teams down. This player has zero home runs and batted 140. And that's how he will end his season. Let me think here. Uh, I got to buzz in if you want the answer, Rick. Well, they say he's batting 140. He batted 140 and he has no home runs, and that's how he's going to end the season. Bjorn, Bjorn has buzzed in. Uh, is that Mondesi? You are correct. Bjorn was on the board for 1,000. I'm sex pig. True Tatum. All right. He didn't, so, he didn't hit one homer, Monty. Wow. I didn't even realize that. All right. Bjorn, you have control of the board. You're a big control guy, aren't you? Oh, Christ. All right, Bjorn. So we'll draft, get, cheat, draft cheat 1,000. That We just did that. <laughs> draft cheat 500. All right, draft sheet for 500. These, again, players dragging Guilds' teams down. Um, this pitcher has thrown eight innings and compiled a 7.42 XFIP this year. Again, type the number one into the chat to buzz in. Let's see here. Uh... Or you can just shout it out. It's not a, it's not a real game. It's not for Ty Juan uh, Walker. Incorrect, uh, Rick. Flaherty. Flaherty, yes. Who said that? Uh, Bobby? Yeah. Bobby Big Box on the board for 500. Flaherty, that's the answer. What do you want to uh, pick now? You got um, Dave McDonald and Hot Guys as the other categories. Uh, we'll do uh, Dave McDonald. For 500 or 1,000? Oh, boy. What? 500. 500, Dave McDonald. Okay. These are Guild's obsessions. So players guilds keep players guilds keep drafting. So on half of Andrew's teams, 
this player has a 1.5 ERA and a 1.08 whip over his last four starts, but is 0-2 over that span. He's on half of his team, so three of the six DCs, and over his last four starts, he's got a 1.5 ERA and a 1.08 whip, but is 0-2. I know it's going to be a Matt. I think he's a homer, so... Um, let's see here. Uh, oh, hell, we'll go, uh, Daryl, Daryl Raspberry. What? That's incorrect, of course. Uh, Bjorn's buzzed in. Uh, Taiwan Walker. Incorrect also. You've, uh, now back down to zero, Bjorn. Marcus Stroman. No, that's wrong. And he's not even God, he, Yeah. This, I'll give you a hint. It's very ironic that he's in the Dave McDonald category. Oh, so he's always hurt. Hmm. Is it a sex pig? No, he's not a sex pig. If I understand, yeah, the, if I understand the definition of one. Right. There is a man that I have a bond with. And, you know, maybe in this downtime, I should talk about that. Uh, his name is Mike the Mouth Madison, and uh, he's no longer <laughs> responding to me. And I am done with him. I'm changing my allegiance. Uh, he's talking about a pig. I think he is one. He won't respond to me. There is a new man I'm after, and we'll talk about it a little later on. You have the dog pound segment coming up later. Well, let's put it this way: the next, uh, the next Jeopardy category is going to be the new man I'm after. No, excuse me, we already did that category. So anyway, go ahead, okay. boys. All right, so we uh, no one, no one's got, no one's getting this, eh? Nope. All right, the answer is Zach Plezak. On uh, oh. half of Guild's team, and it's ironic that it's in the Dave McDonald category. Please suck. Yeah. <laughs> So, oh, so, Gilles, so, so, I got to ask you, you got, you got Zach Plezak on half your teams this year in the DC's teams. I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that he was going after pick 300. I think you just really, um, I think you're just really inspired by Dave McDonald's advice and his fantasy advice. Yeah, that, uh, I would say it's more Dave. He's still, yeah, I remember, yeah, he's still pro uh, Plezak, right? I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's actually been not badly. He had the, I think he had the two start week last week. Um, I don't really have many, many spots, but Kansas City, Detroit, don't get much better than that. And he hasn't, didn't do that bad. No, he's been one of the better pitchers in fantasy the last month, probably. Like I said, like last four starts, 1.5 year yeah. 1.08 whip. He's still not striking anyone out, but he's got that. I don't cake trust him at all. I'm waiting for that two innings, seven earns. Yep. Nine hits. Okay, who's who's got control of the board? Is it is it Bobby Big Bucks? Yeah, I mean, let's do hot guys for 500. Pardon me? Hot guys for 500. Okay. I thought you Let's do hot guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So hot guys. Bjorn, what, what is this category? What does this mean? Bjorn, are you there? Oh, yeah. It's um, guys with the inability to regulate the temperature of their body. Okay. Uh, well, okay. Well, well, okay. So, I guess I'm a hot guy. <laughs> so for 500, this 
45th percentile sprint speed fuck what has stolen three of his four bases in the last four games. So he has four stolen bases, but three of them have come in his last four games. Jesus Aguilar. Incorrect. You guys, you guys aren't going to get this. Who would name their kid Jesus? <laughs> you know. I think it's I think it's, I think it's pronounced Jesus. Jesus. Christian Yelich. Well, Christian Yelich has more than four stolen bases. He has 13. I know. And I wrote this category. I just wanted to say his name. Okay. <laughs> okay. The answer is Jonathan Scope. So is, my question to you guys, is Jonathan Scope stealing bases now or what's going on? Like he, he's just not doing anything else. So he's like, I got to contribute. Now I'm stealing bases with my 45th percentile uh, sprint speed. So after you drop him and he, or you sit him, now he's like giving you some stolen bases. I just found it. I just found it interesting that he's got like three stolen bases in the last four games. Weird. Anyone? It doesn't no? seem like anybody cares. Yeah. Oh, maybe he's on the back end of a double steal or something. I mean, he's been horrible all year so far. Yeah. All right, Bob. Where do you want? What do you want next year? Uh, you got a thousand. Dave, Dave McDonald for a thousand. Dave McDonald for a thousand. Again, these are P- Guild's obsessions. Um, on half of Andrew's teams again. This player is a top 25 pitcher on Rudy's player Raider, but he has a 7.79 K9. Huh. Rudy. Let me think here. Was that, was that Mr. Giuliani? I don't know. If- no, it's Rudy Gamble. You Darvish. No, not Rudy Darvish. Not you Darvish. Rude. Jeez, Anyone else? The answer is Tyler Anderson. Guild got him on three, three of his six teams. He's been fantastic. Any thoughts He's a Buscemi. He is a Buscemi. Yeah. I love him. And uh, Tyler Anderson should be rostered on every team. You know what? Not rostered. Owned. I want to emphasize owned on every team. So uh, he's a Buscemi. Perfect. Okay, let's clean, let's clean off the hot guys for a thousand bucks here. Um, this is just hot players, I guess. Like clean off the hot guys. Um, the last over the last three starts, he's got a 12.27 K9, 1.45 X FIP, two wins in his last three starts, and a 31.9 K walk percentage and a 0.93 whip. Aaron Noah. Huh? Aaron Noah. Oh no, that's not that's not correct. Shit. I don't know. I like Jan Jan Gray. So, sorry? Jan Gray? No, that's not right. That's a good guess though. John. He's a guy that I'll give you a hint. He's a guy that uh, didn't really start off in any in the rotation. Oh, I know it. All right, go ahead. Javier. No, that's a good guess again, though. Guy that didn't start off in the rotation. Fiddlesticks. It's a question for Gilds, even though he's not answering. This it's, it's a question because it's Gilds' team. I think Gilds is Gilds is getting his uh, he's getting his rocks off over there. I don't know where he went. Uh, 
Yeah, he said, fuck these. Guild, by the way, for anyone listening, Guild is gone. He just, he's, he tried to shut his screen off and muted uh, just during this game. He's just done with it. There oh, it I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. Sorry. I'm here. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I can hear you. Um, so yeah, yeah we, we said the Hawk, this is the last, this is the last question. Hawk guys, he's a hot, hot over the last three games, three starts, 12.27 K9, 1.5 XFIP, two wins, 32% K minus walk, 0.93 whip. Guy David Peterson? Him. Yeah, there you go. You win. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. goddamn man. Yeah. David Peterson, yeah. Yeah, he's been filthy. I, well, he's pitching now. Uh, how's he doing? I haven't mean, checked. That's it. That's it. yeah. We can check now. All right, it's a freestyle now. That's it for the. That's it for the show. So well, I didn't get to do my dog pound, but yeah, oh. a matter of time until Peterson, Peterman, Pierce, Peter boy gets hurt because uh, he's a mat. So hey, Bob, Bob, do you still have those dogs with you? All right, no. so we, we got we got it. We got it. We got to end it off at Guilds. We took we took too much time. So Guilds, thanks for um, thanks for coming on. Thank you, Guilds. Uh, Zach and Bjorn, thanks for having me. Uh, Bob, I wish you good luck rest of the season. You know, uh, like I said, everything was, you know, it's said and fun and just joking manner. So hopefully uh, you didn't take it to, to heart too bad. So no, no, well, no, man. Sa- yeah, same to you. It was a pleasure meeting you. Yeah, I look forward to yeah. seeing the football drafts coming up. Absolutely. Good luck. And, and I'll see you in, in the drafts. You too, man. All right. Thanks again, Gills. Say again, follow him at, you can, t- you can take off anytime, but you can follow him at the underscore Gills on Twitter. Give him a follow. A good follow. Um, so dog pound. Yes, uh, here we go. This is a new intro. Uh, it's not playing and uh... where's he at? We got my daughter. That was my daughter uh, saying, let the dogs out. Uh, anyway, yes. Uh, so what I want to say uh, here, I'm going to pounce. Don't let this dog out. And uh, what I want to say right now is that Mouth the Mock, uh, Masoto, and I are through. I have tried. Uh, he isn't interested in me. Uh, we have a kinship that needed to be connected. Well, fuck it. That's what I've got to say. We're done. That's going to be the end of us. And I've got a new man now. A new, or a new uh, human that I am after, and he's been mentioned on this very podcast, so this is a plea to Pete. No, not parlay, Pete. Pete of Draft Cheat. That's right. This is my new man. I am focusing on his now. He is the partner of Gills, and I want him to be the partner of me. And this is a plea to that man that I want him on this very Draft Champions podcast, and me and Pete uh, uh uh, cheat are going to get along. We have a lot of the same opinions. Uh, I think we have a lot to opine on. And I welcome you, Mr. Christen, uh, to this podcast and Draft Cheat and uh, Rick Pound. So yes, that's going to be my new interest. And that's what I'm going to say on this episode of the Dog Pound. Thank you, Rick. I think, sure. we, should, I think we should get Draft Cheat on the show. I think it's been, I think he would fit in well. Yes. Well, I just needed to. Who let the dogs out? Sorry about that, boys. Okay. Well, thanks, Rick. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I think we should get them on. Uh, what do you boys think? You like it? Yeah, I like that idea. Um, I don't know if the, I don't know if he'll, I don't know if he is really going to be into what you're talking about, but um, yeah, yeah. draft cheats awesome, but that's only going to. Ed- and bad for Rick. <laughs> <laughs>
okay, well, you know, I try to put my best foot forward in uh, this world. And, um, you know, so far it's just been kind of, kind of ignored. So, excuse me, I need to, do you have a tissue, Lou? Is Lou there? Is Lou, I thought, I, 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 I thought Lou was out with your kid today. Oh, he's back? Yeah, he's here. He's drunk. I just, I needed the tissue. <laughs> I'm alone, boys. I don't know what else to say. I'm alone. Well, you know, I'm we're going this... to try and get, Jeff, we're going to try and get uh, Peter Christensen on for you, the draft chief. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get the, we'll get the DC on the DC. How about that? We'll, we'll try Well, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be the goal. We'll, we'll run it by the board. Uh, we'll see if that, we'll see if they'll approve him. Um, Rick, Rick, where's the guy? Was his name Chad? Where's he at? The guy that was uh, from the strip club. I need Dale. a Chad. <laughs> Dale. Dale what was his name? Dale. It's, sure. I don't Dale, need yeah, to Dale. Chime Where's in. Dale at? I don't. Okay. Look, once and for all, I am not aware of anybody named Dale. I've never encountered anybody named Dale. I don't know where this uh, horseshit rumor keeps coming from. And all I know is that the Christman and I have a connection. And uh, I'm going to make it happen. So, yeah, that's what I know. Bobby, I love I love your knowledge of, of Rick and myself, and I, I feel like I, I know I know a lot about you too. But I, I was surprised to hear this was your your first podcast. That's really great that you that you came on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been meaning to, and as long as the time works out, you know, uh, you know, I don't mind. I just wanted to clear the air with uh, guilds. I didn't. I had, like I said, there was no animosity there, and and, well, you uh, know, I, and I, I appreciate don't... all the support from the people on Twitter too. You know, I mean, a lot of people came to, you know, my defense. And like I said, I, I, I didn't know that I was coming off like a victim, but I appreciate all that. But I, I, I wasn't. You know, people love victims in, on Twitter. They just want to be like a white, a white knight. To, yeah, to it's just you. right. Not many people know me. It's the first time I've ever talked because really I could give a shit about, you know, what people think or but, at least on Twitter. You know what I mean? I didn't, you know, if someone Zach, trash yes. me on Twitter, I don't care. But it's Zach took the words. Zach took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, fantasy baseball tweeters, a bunch of uh, virtue signaling, uh, you know, uh, babies, quite frankly. And uh, yeah, just to see them come to Bob's, you know, and I love Rob. I love Mr. Kravitz. But these people that are all in there commenting and everything, you know, they, two-bit website they're working at, you know, it's going to go belly up next month and they need something to get involved in that night. You know, go watch a movie with your wife or something. You know, so yeah, no, yeah, I know. agree, I agree. But you know what? I, I think I think uh, Bob, you're talking. You you said you have thick skin. Me and Guilds, we just we're just we're tongue in cheek sometimes, and like you're not going to find two guys with thicker skin than us probably on in this fantasy. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, was, I, thought, I thought that was a medical condition. <laughs> what, thick skin. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, but all the, you know, all the people who responded were great too, and I, I mean, I really respect. I you know, I hear from Jeff Erickson, you know, you know, Vlad, you know, I hear from a lot of people, and um, man, I really respect all those people. We, too. we should, we should, we should um, read some of those comments. Yeah, but you know, like you know, and Gills is awesome. You know, what I mean, I, I got nothing against that guy. That guy, you know, dominates and you know, and, and Gilles, Gilles is and a fantastic player, great guy. Yeah, yeah, I didn't, you know, okay, listen, so I, I'd be more upset if I was called out by somebody that wasn't so, you know, that wasn't so accomplished then I'd probably be a little bit uh, upset, but it was, it, it apparently wasn't even me. I'm not even in that league. So I got a positive apologize to him for, uh, 
you know, the I know one needs to fucking okay. apologize for anything, but let's read some of these. Let's like people are taking this super seriously. Meanwhile, like me, you, Gills, we don't care. Um, Here's one I want to read real quick. Wet ass P word. Uh, they want to pay your <laughs> that's the name. I, and you know what? It's a kitten. The picture is a kitten and it says they want to pay your entry feedback. They can complain laughing my anus off. That's from wet ass P word. Really? Michael Simeone, we still have half a season left. Keep fighting. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that, yeah, that's, so he sounds like you want to, he wants to like start a GoFundMe for you. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, um, look, I got here. You don't have to. I'm, oh, I'm yeah, yeah, we got Mike, we got an SP streamer. Uh, we love Mike. You got he's, yeah. he's, he's showing an SP streamer mug. There we go. Yeah, I, I, I love it. I, I support all these guys as much as I can. I mean, it's only a mug, but you know, I got my Fangraphs t shirt over there and Fangraphs mug. So, yeah, I like all that work. The, the, the oh, we, any, any, all, all these guys are great. I'm t- I started to feel guilty because so many people were uh, like showing support, and and I, you know, it wasn't the intent. Nelson Sousa, f that. I'm bidding until I feel like it. Plus, the season isn't halfway. Why would you not bid on players? People complaining can pound salt, pound sand. That's a good response. I like that response. Modica, uh, there's still half a season left. You have a rate to compete as long as you keep bidding and setting lineups. If your league mates don't like it, fuck them. Perfect. Modica gets it. Fuck them. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to read it out loud because I find it inappropriate, but you see the comment by the Sheffield gentleman. I don't know why he would say this. To, uh, to, to Bob? Yes. In this I'm not, I'm not going to. Sheffield. Just one more reason to say fuck oh. the... Yeah, why? Oh, ooh. Sheffield. That doesn't. At, what does that have to do with at C A V G H? Uh, caught looking, but with, a, with it's at caught looking, but with a V instead of a U. Just one more reason to say fuck the NFBC. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Interesting. Huh. Indeed, hmm. it's down against the bicycle club. He must be an FFPC <clears throat> supporter or something, or playing as a. Oh, but, that's the night. That's the Niagara Frontier Bicycle Club. Yeah, I don't know if he's. I, it's anti-cyclist. I love my my wheels. He's an anti-cyclite. Jesus. Exactly. How dare you? I love the car. I love the sarcasm. Keep grinding by Brady D. Kelly. <laughs> Can we um, get grinding out of the vernacular of the human race? I just don't want to hear this. Oh, grind hard today. Shut the. Fuck. Come on. What are you making? Coffee. Anyway. What did I say? I said results are public. I didn't finish dead last in over 60 leagues last year. I'm in so many leagues. I don't even look at the, what I'm doing. Three, fuck them. See? Yeah. Fuck them. That's basically the consensus everyone came to is fuck them. Now, let me ask you. I, I read that as you were taking a shot at me like I finished last in 60 leagues last year. No. Um, yeah. And he said, are you, are you suggesting I finished dead last? I'm like, I'm suggesting you. Then I go, I'm suggesting you do that. You better this year. Stop with the fab. I was joking. Then I, I thought you were joking. So I was joking back at you. Yeah. And then, then, then you, and then it got serious. No, I, I was saying that I never finished last because I kept doing fab no matter what, because I said, fuck it. I'm just going to keep oh. doing the fab. So I didn't fin- I ended up not finishing yeah, last. Yeah, so yeah. I'm with you on this. I'm like, I'm going to keep doing it. So I think I, Everyone I've talked to is with you on this, Bob. We, we all we all stand. I stand. I stand with Bobby C. Yeah. <laughs> We're starting this now. Christ, this is becoming the woke podcast, and maybe it's because of the uh, yeah. well. I almost mentioned Clay. I don't want to get in trouble, but anyway. Yeah, I should start a GoFundMe. See if I can raise any cash. We should. Yeah, we should do. We should start a GoFundMe for me, you, Gable, and Fish to join more leagues. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I just wanted. <laughs> hi, this is Clay Albright, and I just wanted to interrupt real quick. I, I heard my name mentioned. I, I hear this idea of a GoFundMe for uh, Mr. Kramatola, and uh, what we're going to go ahead and do, um, because this issue is, we're going to start a GoFundMe. It's called Cram the Catch. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to get a bunch of cash, we're going to put it into a big account, and we're going to give it to the bra because the issue is happening with him right now. So uh, it's called Cram for Cash, and uh, we're going to be launching it here in a little bit. Toodles! That's wow. actually not a bad idea. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm in. All right, so let's um, let's stand with Bob, get get Bob some money, get Bobby Big Bucks some money. He needs it. Yes. If I had a uh, rumor is if I had your money, Zach, I could burn all mine. Hmm. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I'm in, I might be in more leagues than you, but I think your buy-in is bigger than my buy-in. <laughs> I'm in 20 of my leagues are fucking 450 bucks. Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not in the $50 leagues this year. I'm, I'm in like 20 to 50, I'm in at least 20, $50 leagues. So I'm just like, I'm just like killing my time. So yeah, no, it's good prep. I like the, the uh, DCs because I think it's good prep for me. Yep. Yeah. All right, boys, you want to end this off? We'll yeah. yeah All right. so, well, go ahead. All right. Thanks, Bobby. They did the little last minute impromptu um, addition to the podcast. It was great. Um, hey, I, I appreciate it, man. Anytime, you know, anytime honestly, you need a guest, I'm up for it. Good, uh, because I know that I've been I've been trying to get you on, and I think everyone's going to be excited to hear you because you're a big part of the community, and it was great to meet you. Um, yeah, good to meet you too. Yes, very good, good to meet you. Good to see you. Yeah, I really do. I appreciate you having it on. It was good meeting you, uh, Brian, Rick, Bjorn, uh, and yeah, nice meeting you too, Bob. Yeah, I enjoy your stuff on Twitter, and uh, yeah, it's, I love that we get guests on that are not commonly on podcasts but are high stakes players. So definitely, yeah, well, that, that's, that's, that's the that's plan. Me. That's me. All right, guys, you take care and, and anytime. All right, thanks, Bobby. Nice meeting you, Mr. Bye -bye. Hammond. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, I just want to say, boys, real quick, uh, fuck fireworks. Take me out to the Nevada desert and let me watch an A-bomb go off. Uh, this is a tweet from the tweeter of Draft Cheat, uh, Mr. Pete, <laughs> on uh, our nation's birth, 4th July, and I agree with him. We are kins, excuse me, we are, we have a kinship, and I put out an olive branch to Mr. Draft, and I'd like to be friends. Anyway, go ahead. That's it. So I think, I think this went well. I think, I'm, I think uh, Bobby Big Bucks and Gills uh, have now become better friends and maybe closer to being soulmates um, because we brought them together on this podcast. So we're doing good things tonight. We're, we're, we have, we've got to go fund me set up for Bob. You know, does it actually open up the door, the Pandora's box, if you will, to kind of do a bridging of the gap, if you will, on this podcast, where we get two prominent people in the fantasy baseball industry and get them, you know, who are at odds and kind of pair them up and see how they, you know, kind of deal with each other. Like like me and uh, Moth the Mike, for example, or, you know, anything yeah. like that. Yeah, Mike the Mouth would be great to come on um, and he could... Maybe him and Bubba would come on together. That would be, uh, yes, that's exactly the kind of idea I'm talking about. Who else can we pair? Like Dave and Paul Spore could come on together. They don't get along? I don't think so. Dave? Uh, my, Mike uh, Mike Mattisau and Paulie Shore definitely don't, don't get along, I don't think. I think the people we just listed just don't get along with, like, it's each other. 
Right. But that could always change because, I mean, Rick and I started out as, you know, uh, enemies, but now at, at the very least, we're frenemies. Okay, I don't want... <laughs> I don't want my name and your name mentioned in the same sentence. I don't want anything about us uh, communicated in a close uh, pro pro uh, proximity together. And <clears throat> no, we are in no way, we are enemies, you bitch pig. All right, wanna call, call it a day now? Let's call it a day. And uh, yes, yeah, so as we get our way out of here, I just want to remind everybody that the Dash Champion Alliance podcast was brought to you by Hymns. If you're having trouble performing in the bedroom or maybe your ejaculate is coming out a little bit too early, you go to Hymns, you do a quick little test. Apparently in my area, it's not available. We found out to start this podcast, but go ahead and put it in there. Uh, you know, you can answer, is it performance anxiety? Is it that your wife, you know, maybe is fat now or whatever it may be? Uh, I, of course, like a little extra pushing in the cushion, but uh, yes, go to Hymns and get all your erectile needs. This is Rick Poundstone, and this has been the Draft Champions uh, Podcast. I thought you were going to do a read for uh, Bobby Big Bucks' uh, car dealerships. He hasn't provided the ad copy yet, but as soon as he does, I will be right on it. Should we ask Clay whether or not we should sort of um, produce this podcast under that assumption maybe we should wait to put it out to see if he wants to put any ad reads in or should we just put it out right away i think we just put it out right away and i don't really want to conjure that man up anymore okay hi yes this is clay albright now what we're going to go ahead and do just go ahead and do it with the way you have it tonight here boys but uh going into the future what i want you to go ahead and do is we're going to talk to bobby we're going to get the next one of those car dealerships and we're going to get on the air okay I have no idea i all right so that's it that's it Bye, everybody.